Hi everyone, Demetrius McRae here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. As we are in our season of healing, just so you know, we are worshiping on campus and making sure that our worship experiences are safe and sanitary. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy the message. Today called hosting Emmanuel, and if we've ever needed to host Emmanuel, we need him today. So I feel like preaching. You by live stream, why don't you share this? If you've got access to your phone, you ought to go online and share this. This is going to be a powerful word. I'm coming from Isaiah chapter seven, verse fourteen. It says, "Therefore the Lord Himself will give you a sign." Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Somebody shout Emmanuel. And then David said in 2 Samuel 22 verse 1, he said, Then David spoke to the Lord the words of this song. On the day when the Lord had delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul, And he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Can I get a witness here? The God of my strength in whom I will trust my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior, you save me from violence. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. (laughs) I want you to look at verse 2. It says, the Lord is my rock. Has he been anybody's rock today? The Lord is my fortress and my deliverer starting a new series today called Hosting Emmanuel. I'm going to preach for a few minutes along these lines, Delivering the Deliverer. I'm telling you, I want to be in a church that knows the power of deliverance. And 2,000 years ago when Mary had that baby, that baby was a deliverer. How many of you believe that Jesus is still able to deliver his people? All right, precious, slip up your hands, Father. Release anointing here and by live stream around the world. Bless your people to know that you are a mighty deliverer. We give you all the praise. May we host Emmanuel today. Through Jesus we pray. If you love your wonderful Savior, come on, give him a mighty praise in here today. Would you mind giving him even a shout? Would you shout hallelujah? All right. You can be seated. We're headed down this road, delivering the deliverer. And I'm starting the new series called Hosting Emmanuel. I'm telling you, I'm more convinced than I have ever been, specifically in my lifetime, that I feel this great desire, this desperation for Emmanuel. I want to I wanna host Emmanuel. I want to be around people who desire the presence of Emmanuel. And I believe with all my heart, I, I believe with every fiber of my being that God 
and his presence are absolutely critical and they are the catalyst for victory in this season that we're in. So I want to be a part of a church. I, I want to be around people who want to host Emmanuel. Here's the deal, y'all. I'm not asking Emmanuel just to come. I'm asking him to stay. How many of you want Emmanuel to come and stay with us in this season? Here's the truth, y'all. We don't need a weekend getaway with Emmanuel. We don't even need a one-light stand. Come on. We need to have him come and stay. I want him to be right here with me in this season. And I want you to understand that this Christmas time, this Christmas season has to be more than just about Santa and Rudolph and Elf on the Shelf. This Christmas season has got to be a pursuit of Emmanuel. We need Emmanuel today like we've never needed him before. 2020 has been crazy. This year has backfired on so many levels. And if America has ever needed an up-close and personal encounter with Emmanuel, we need him right now. If you need Emmanuel, open up your mouth and make a little noise in the house. Do you need him? There are many different names for God in the Bible, and each one of them are powerful and profound. They are incredible and descriptive of who he is and what he's able to do, but none to me are any more powerful than the name Emmanuel because Emmanuel simply means this. It means God is with us or with us is God. Now, now that in and of itself is enough to produce a mighty prayer praise in your spirit. That in and of itself should do something in the life of every believer because the wonderful reality is this. God is not only for us, he is with us. Because sometimes people are secretly for you, but when times get tough, they are not always with you. Oh, let me talk to you. I know as I peruse the pages of my past, as I look back across my life, there has been times when Emmanuel has been very present. It has been Emmanuel that has directed me, Emmanuel that has protected me, shielded me, shepherded me, healed me, and held me. And I must declare, this is my story and this is my song. I would not be with you today if Emmanuel had not been with me. Oh, John, you were singing, he keeps on getting better. And even the times when you were suicidal and the times when I was addicted and jacked up, I didn't know it, but Emmanuel was with me every step of the way. There are many reasons I praise him. There are many reasons that once in a while I lose my mind, but one of the most relevant is this. He has been with me. And I want to shout it from the mountaintops. I want to shout it from the housetops. The God who has been with us before is with us right now. And 2020 hasn't changed anything. COVID has not changed anything. The problems that we've been in this year have not changed the reality that Emmanuel is still with us. I, I wonder if there's anybody glad that he's with you. Come on. How many of you know there's a difference between being with someone and being with? 
someone. Uh, I don't mean that he's with me in proximity. I don't mean that he's with me in location. I mean that he is with me. Have you ever been about to face a situation and you look at the person who's standing beside you and you ask the question, are you with me? <laughs> Come on. We're about to get into a struggle here. Are you with me? You're not asking, are they there? You know that they are there. It's obvious that they are there. You want to know, not are you here? You want to know, are you with me? Not are you with me? Are you with me? But I stand today to tell you that I've only made it because the Lord hasn't just been with me. He's been with me. When it was a fight, he was with me. When I was ready to quit, he was with me. When people talked about me, he was with me. When I felt like giving up, he was with me. And I'm only here today because even in hard times, he's been Emmanuel in my life. I guess I stopped by to look for the people who can say, Pastor, I'm only here today because Emmanuel has been with me. Oh, say, I'm going to tell your neighbor, say, I'm only with you because he's been with me. If you feel like maybe, just maybe, Emmanuel has been with you, come on and give him a praise right now. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. I want to let hell know. I want to ring hell's bells. I want to let every demonic and devilish attack know that the Lord is with me. You know, the old songwriter put it so greatly as it relates to Christmas season and every season. He said, the thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. See, see, hope is, hope is thrilling when you need hope. And we are living in a nation right now that needs hope. We are living in a world that needs hope. And nothing thrills you any more than hope. When all hell has been breaking loose, when the enemy has come against you, when problems seem to be multiplied, when everything that can go wrong seems to be going wrong and the devil is trying to soak every and suck every bit of the faith and hope and joy that you have out of your life, isn't it thrilling to rise up and have hope. And I stand before you today to tell you that the church is not defeated, that the people of God are not rejected, that we're not about to throw in the towel and give up. We've got the thrill of hope. If you want to make a weary world rejoice, honey, start talking about hope. Does anybody have hope right now? Maybe you don't have all the money you need, but you got hope. Maybe everything hasn't been perfect this year, but you've got hope, and you're pretty thrilled about it. If you're thrilled about hoping in Jesus. Come on and give God a praise right now. Yeah. That, that's one of the things I love about the, the, the old writers and the old songs and the old hymns of the church. You see, in the old church, they didn't just preach their theology, they sang it. Come on, some of them old songs, they're just, it's just theology. Come on, at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away, it was there by faith. That's just theology. I received my sight because we walk by faith and not by sight. So it was there by faith. I received my sight and now I am happy 
all the day. There, there is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath the flood lose all their guilt and stain. That's redemption right there. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we will sing and shout the victory, baby. That's the rapture right there. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Baby, that right there is the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies. I see that's theology because the Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. And from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of, come on somebody, the name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. It's beautiful to sing a song, a faith-affirming song, but it's even better to sing a song that just doesn't make you feel good. It feeds your spirit. Hallelujah. Is there anybody here grateful for Emmanuel? If you're grateful for Emmanuel, open up your mouth and give him a little bit of praise right now. Mm. Let me tell you what this world needs. This world needs the thrill of hope. This world, this weary world needs to rejoice in the fact that there is no greater hope than the reality that 2,000 years ago, come on now, Emmanuel came to us. Come on, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. I'm glad that he came to us. The Lord said, I didn't send a prophet. I, I'm not sending a priest. I'm not sending a good man. He said, that day I'm coming myself. Hallelujah. Now, now I want to really look at the word Emmanuel. I want to understand it. In fact, I want to dissect that word and feed your spirit here live and by, by live stream. So open up your heart wide. The word Emmanuel, if we break it down, the end of the word is E-L, Emmanuel. L is the name of God. That means the one true God, Jehovah, the strongest of the strong, the most powerful of all, the greatest of the great, and the hero of the heroes. My goodness, that ought to make a Presbyterian shout right there. Come on. And I love Presbyterians, but the truth is, if that doesn't bring your spirit to life, Jesus was born Emmanuel. He was born the strongest of the strong. He was born the most powerful of all and the greatest of the great. And when he was in that manger, he still had the blood that would buy redemption for every man, woman, boy, and girl. He's the hero of the heroes, isn't he? When I read my Bible, I find out that Moses was a hero, Abraham was a hero, certainly Joseph was a hero, Elijah, the one who called down fire, he was a hero, David was a hero, John was a hero, Peter was a hero, Paul was a hero, but let me tell you who is a hero to the heroes. 
Oh, come on, somebody. Let me tell you who's a hero to the heroes. His name is J-E-S-U-S. His name is Jesus. I came to ask someone today, has he been your hero? Is he your hero? Did he break you out and bring you out and bust you through? Did he deliver you? Somebody right now who knows that he's your hero, just give L a mighty praise right now. Just give Emmanuel. Come on. The greatest of all. The strongest of the strong. The most powerful. The hero of the heroes is worthy of your praise. But check this out. Emmanuel. Let's break the word down. Remember L is the God Jehovah. But the first two letters is M. Emmanuel. M means it means with us. If you really trace this word down, it means with us, in spite of us, for as long as it takes. With us, in spite of us, for as long as it takes. Dear Lord, I'm, I might run around the building all by myself. I said, with us, in spite of us, for as long as it takes. First of all, I want to zero in on, on the first part of this definition. Emmanuel is with us in spite of us, in spite of our drama, in spite of our doubt, in spite of our fear, in spite of our struggle, in spite of the fact that we don't always get it right, in spite of the fact that sometimes we are messed up, in spite of the fact that we don't praise every time we ought to praise, in spite of the fact that sometimes we are unthankful, in spite, I'm talking about since we've been saved. Come on, somebody. In spite of the fact that we don't always worship, we don't always behave, we don't always forgive, we don't always give, we don't always act as we should. Maybe Maybe I'm not preaching to you because you got it going on, but your neighbor is a mess. Come on now. The reality is that God has been with me in spite of me. The truth is God has been with me through my struggle. God has been with me through my attitudes. God has been with me when I didn't praise him. I should have clapped but didn't. I should have praised but didn't. But yet he never said I'm through with you. Folk might get through with you, but Emmanuel stayed with me in spite of me. I need somebody who's thankful that he stayed with you through the ups and downs and drama that you even produce in your own life. Why don't you open your mouth and why don't you find the praise right now? Why don't you give him a little bit of glory that he stayed with me in, in spite of me? Push your neighbor and say, in spite of me, in, in spite of me, in spite of all that I produced. But watch this. Emmanuel is with us, ready, in spite of us, for as long as it takes. Now this right here, this is shouting stuff right here because he isn't just with us, he is with us for as long as it takes. <laughs> Some folk will be with you as long as it's good. Some folks will be with you as long as you're providing. Some folks will be with you as long as you're paying the bills. Some folks will be with you as long as you're offering something that they desire because you're nothing less than a commodity to them that is delivering something they want. But the moment you say, I don't have that anymore, they walk out and say, see you later, alligator, because they were only with you based on what you would provide, but not Emmanuel. Emmanuel will 
stay with you when you ain't got nothing to offer. Emmanuel will stay with you when you're a drain. Come on, somebody. Emmanuel will stay with you as long as it takes. Hallelujah. I'm glad that Emmanuel has stayed with me as long as it takes. That's enough to thrill your soul because, see, Emmanuel will stay with your children. As long as it takes. He'll stay with that lost son as long as it takes. He'll stay with that lost daughter as long as it takes. He'll stay with a dead church as long as it takes to bring it back to life. He'll stay with a he'll stay with a preacher who's hungry as long as it takes to birth something fresh in his heart. He'll stay with your husband as long as it takes. He'll stay with your lost loved ones as long as as it takes. People get fed up, don't they? People get through. Folks stop forgiving. People that you've counted on walk out on you. People you thought you could count on don't even don't even have anything to do with you anymore. Even church folk will get crazy, but not Emmanuel. He stays as long as it takes. He stays when you're under attack. He stays through your betrayals. He stayed through the loss. He stayed when your own family left. I dare you right now to praise if you're glad that he stays. I'm talking about Emmanuel. I'm talking about God with us. I'm talking about the one who stayed with us. I'm talking about the one that has been faithful. Hebrews 13, 5 said he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. People come and go, but Emmanuel stays as long as it takes. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. You know he's a miracle worker because he stayed with me and you and our hard-headed selves. Have you ever been hard-headed? Tell your neighbor, that's you. Come on, that's you. But are you glad that he stayed with you? So he's the one who stays with us in spite of us for as long as it takes. Come on, stop and give God a praise right there if you're glad. Now, let's look at Emmanuel. The whole story of Emmanuel coming was prophetically foretold by the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah penned the words in Isaiah 7:14, promising, watch this now, that a virgin would conceive and deliver a son, and his name would be called Emmanuel. With us is God. Our God is with us. Now, when Isaiah shared this prophecy, Judah was in trouble. It had been about 20 years since Isaiah's cousin, King Uzziah, had died, a leper in a hospital bed. And things had deteriorated in the nation. They were in a national crisis. Don't miss it. And in the midst of this national crisis, the people of Judah and Jerusalem were scared. The problem was that Syria, the superpower of the day, had set, him, had set itself against them, and Syria had joined with Israel. Now, I know that sounds a little unusual right there, but at that time, Israel had been divided into two kingdoms. There was the northern kingdom of Israel, and there was the southern kingdom of Judah. And Judah had been a kingdom that had been a little more sensitive to the things of God. But Israel, the northern kingdom, had been lost and wayward quite a bit. So Israel had joined in league with the Syrians. And here's the problem. 
It was one thing to have the Syrians come against them, but their own brothers, Israel had rose up against them. Here's the question, what do you do when your brothers start seeming like enemies? Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. What do you do when people that you're on the same side with, you're all washed in the blood, but your brothers start seeming like enemies? We are living in a day when hell has crafted such an atmosphere in the nation where people who name the name of Jesus are acting like enemies. See, I can preach whether you shout or not because I don't preach for the applause of men. I preach for the transformation of a generation. And I've come to tell you it is time for the church of the living God to stop acting like enemies. We are brothers and we are sisters and what we must do is rise up and claim that all of us need Emmanuel. And if Emmanuel doesn't come, our goose is cooked. But I've got good news today. The good news is the bad news was wrong. Hallelujah. Emmanuel is with us. How many of you are declaring that in 2021, God's church is going to unite and we're going to see revival? Make a little noise if you can get there with me. Now, Judah is in trouble. The nation is full of fear. Jerusalem is in a panic. They're in a national crisis. King, the King Ahaz is without answers. And all of a sudden, this old prophet Emmanuel comes in. And he meets with Ahaz and basically says... A young woman who's never known a man is, is going to become pregnant with deliverance. King Ahaz, I can hear Isaiah say, I know this sounds unconventional. I know it may sound far-fetched at worst, supernatural at best. I know Ahaz uh, that, that this doesn't even pass the common sense test. But I want you to know that a virgin who has never known a man is going to get pregnant. <laughs> Come on now. And she's going to get pregnant with Emmanuel and she's going to birth deliverance. This will be supernatural because she will not just deliver any baby. It will not just be any little baby that she's going to birth. She's going to birth Emmanuel, God with us. She's going to birth deliverance. Now, that's the greatest of the great. That's the strongest of the strong. That's the most powerful of the powerful. That's the hero of the hero. See, see, I want, I want you to understand. Maybe they were in a national crisis, but the Christ of the crisis showed up and made a way right out of no way. Isaiah told the king, he said, I know this doesn't even make common sense. How in the world is a virgin going to conceive? Can you imagine that? Could you imagine Mary going home and saying, Daddy, guess what happened at prayer meeting? Come on, somebody. Y'all ain't saying nothing. How in the world does a virgin get pregnant never being with a man? But hear me. I want you to understand that Isaiah told the king, I know this does not make sense at all, but don't lose heart. God's people will never be destroyed. Help is on the way. 
Oh, I need to tell somebody help is on the way. Tell your neighbor, say help is on the way. Yeah, I know 2020 has been rough and rugged. I know the enemy has tried and attacked and come against us, but help is on the way. I want to come shake you till your weed falls out of your head and tell you that help is on the way. I want to shake you till you wake up out of your complacency and tell you that help is on the way. I want to wait. I want to shake you until you get off of Facebook and you stop scrolling and believing everything you're reading that God is through. I want to tell you that help is on the way. If you believe that help is on the way and you will not be defeated, I want you to give God a praise right now. Just tell your neighbor, just say, neighbor, you sit there. Tell him, say, you sit there, but I'm going to praise God. Yeah, yeah, because help is on the way. 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 Help is on the kataba. Help is on the way. Help is on. I feel this in my soul. Help is on the way. 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 2020 don't have the last word. Help is on the way. Corona doesn't have the last word. Help is on the way. The drama doesn't have the last word. Help is on the way. I'm looking for some people that believe that maybe help is on the way. Open up your mouth and give him a help is on the way praise right now. to just go home and when you get on your social media just put that help is on the way I dare you right now give God a mighty praise if you believe that help is on the way when God said a virgin shall conceive it was a given that God would move it was a given that God would sustain God would come through but here's the deal he was declaring deliverance is coming but it may not come the way you think it will. See, we have it all figured out. We think God will move in our conventional ways, in our natural ways. But see, this next level of deliverance that we're going to see on planet Earth and God's church is going to walk in will not be produced by the agenda, the strength, or the hand of man. When God helps, you're going to know it's God. Because how in the world can a virgin conceive? When that happened, they had to know it was God. God was letting his people know that when I deliver, it's going to be unconventional. And it's going to be supernatural. And you're going to have no choice but to give me glory. That's how God moves. That's how God operates. When God delivers, expect it to be unexplainable. When God moves, expect him to take you from suicide and put you on a stage where your ministry in the very city that you thought it would be over John you bless me today I don't know who I'm talking to but are you ready for God to supernaturally move in such a way that you know that it's him whoever heard of a virgin getting pregnant no my friend when even when Emmanuel moves it is supernatural it is unexplainable now watch this the deliverance God has in store for his people in this season 
will be supernatural and don't you forget it. So I need you to declare that to somebody sitting around you. Say, hey neighbor, if you ain't got anybody sitting around you, talk to yourself. Say the deliverance God has in store for his people in this next season will be supernatural and don't you ever forget it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking about that earth-shaking, hell-robbing, crack-delivering, Christ-saving, wheelchair-emptying, real-deal marriage-restoring, head-rocking, outpouring of the Holy Ghost that saves young people, that gets an entire school on fire, that revolutionizes families. How many of you are ready for a supernatural move of God like you have never seen? in your generation because when God moves, it shall be supernatural. Ah, glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. I'm, I'm having trouble, y'all, because I want to run all over this place today because I feel the old time, I feel that anointing, I feel that freedom, I feel that liberty, that help is on the way, and it's going to be supernatural. Don't praise him unless you need some help in the next season. But if you need some help and you want there to be no denying that God is the miracle worker, before I just teach you a little more, one, two, three, open your mouth and give him a mighty praise. Yes! Yes! Now, not only was Mary pregnant, she was pregnant with Emmanuel, but she was also in position now to deliver the deliverer. Where is the church that wants to deliver the deliverer? See, you better fasten your seatbelts because the name Jesus is connected to the Old Testament name Joshua or Yeshua. And the name Jesus literally means deliverer. She was birthing deliverance. She was going to deliver the deliverer. You can't even say Jesus without saying deliverer. You can't even you can't even call his name without calling deliverer. You can't even close your prayer without saying in the name of the deliverer. When you're praying and you say, and we pray this in the mighty name of Yeshua, in the mighty name of Joshua, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of the deliverer. What does he deliver you from? He delivers you from sin. He delivers you from fear. He delivers you from doubt. He delivers you from sickness. He delivers you from COVID-19. He delivers you from crazy people. He delivers you from wrong thinking. He delivers you from negative seasons. In the name of my deliverer. How many of you are ready to see your deliverer move like you've never seen him move before? Come on, if you believe he's a deliverer, take about 10 seconds and give him a praise right now. Come on. Come on. Come on, five more seconds. Has he been a deliverer? See, 
just like Mary got pregnant with deliverance, the church of the living God needs to get pregnant with deliverance. And the church has been pregnant with so much this year. Preach Jim Rayleigh. I'm going to amen myself. The church has been pregnant with anxiety. The church has been pregnant with sickness, governmental divisions, with racial divisions, with drama. The church has been pregnant with so much. But what we need is the true church to rise up and get pregnant with the deliverer. <laughs> see, see, there are a couple of symptoms that come along with pregnancy. That's, this is what I've heard. That there's some symptoms that you get when you're pregnant. I, I heard that there's something called morning sickness. You get sickness. And, and here's the truth. Where is the church that's ready to get pregnant with deliverance, even if you got to get sick of a season? See, I don't know about you, but I'm sick of some stuff. I'm sick of 2020. I'm sick of this season. I'm sick of barrenness. I'm sick of bondage. I'm sick of Facebook preach. I'm sick of people yelling and calling each other out. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the attack of the enemy. I'm sick of the negativity in our nation. I'm sick of the church acting defeated. I'm sick of it. I'm sick. I'm just sick of it. I am that I'm sick of it. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Hallelujah. I'm sick of it. And I'm sick enough to say God impregnate me with a new season and let me get ready to birth the deliverance. I'm looking for some people that are sick and tired of the drama of 2020. If you're sick of it, one, two, three, make a little noise. No, for real, am I the only one? If you're really sick of it all, give God a praise and say, God, I'm ready for a shift. Okay, so you, you get sick, but watch this. When a woman gets pregnant, you ready? A cycle is broken. When she's pregnant, it breaks a cycle. Her monthly cycle is broken. And only a pregnant church willing to give birth to deliverance can break the cycle that this world has been caught up in throughout 2020. We have got to break the cycle. We're wanting Washington to break the cycle. We're wanting Tallahassee to break the cycle. We're wanting so-and-so to break the cycle. Let me tell you what it's going to take to break the cycle. It's going to take a church that's willing to connect themselves to God and get pregnant that will break the cycle. I am declaring that we are about to rise up and we're going to break the cycle of negativity. We're going to break the cycle of depression. We're going to break the cycle of attack. How many of you are ready to break the cycle? If you're ready to break the cycle, open up your mouth and give God praise. Push your neighbor and say, break the cycle. But do you know what is required for the cycle to be broken? For, more, for, for morning sickness to come. For conception to take place. Ugh. You cannot have any of this until you have intimacy. Come on, grown-ups. You can't have any of this until you have intimacy. 
The problem is people are busy trying to birth things from heaven and they've had zero intimacy with the Lord. They're trying to birth something that they, they have had no intimacy with the Lord. And church, we will not host Emmanuel without intimacy with the Lord. That's why our worship is more important than it's ever been. Our praise is more important than it's ever been. Our prayer is more important than it's ever been. Can I tell you something, precious? Don't just worship till you feel good. Worship until you break a cycle. I'm declaring that in this next season, the Calvary Christian Center is going to be a house where the glory of God abides because we're going to worship until we break the cycle. Are there any cycle breakers in church today? If you're a cycle breaker online, give God some glory right now. See, you know that you've been intimate with the Father when you birth things that resemble him. The problem is, much of the church in 2020 has been birthing things that have no resemblance to the Father. We've been birthing fear and negativity because we've been intimate in the wrong places. And it's time to get intimate with the Lord. The church has been seduced on many fronts by lower lovers, lesser lovers. And the question is not are you pregnant. The question is who's your baby's daddy? Oh, Lord, have mercy. The question is not are you pregnant. Everybody's pregnant with something. Everybody's pregnant with the next season. The question is not are you pregnant. The question is who of your who is your baby's daddy? Because so many now that's been connected to the church have been carrying and birthing things that have no resemblance to the father. That's how you can be ugly and divisive and full of rage and racism and unforgiveness. But this is the moment where the church has to rise in revival and break the cycle off of the nation. Oh, my God, did you hear me? It is our job to break the cycle, not just off the church, but off the nation. I've got to finish this teaching, but if you're ready to break a cycle with me, open up your mouth and give God a mighty praise. Say, I'm ready to break the cycle. Okay, now here's what, I, here's what I've heard. I've never been pregnant nor do I have any intentions of getting pregnant. I'm finally old enough where I think I've gone through the change of life. Can I get a witness here? But here's what you gotta understand. Pregnancy is only the beginning. The real work comes when it's time to deliver. We think morning sickness is the hard part. But how many of you would say, Pastor Rayleigh, if you're a lady in the house and you had a baby, the real work came when it was time to deliver. Wave at me. Make a little noise, ladies, if you know that's true. See, see, here's what I, 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 I believe. I've never been pregnant. I have no intentions of getting pregnant. Oh, bless his name forever. But I believe any woman who has ever been pregnant and birthed a child 
would tell you deliverance ain't cute. That the process is not pretty. Come on, somebody. That, that by the time the water breaks and that baby is born and you've been pushing and carrying on and, and that baby comes out and you say how beautiful that baby is. The truth is that baby's beautiful to you, but most babies are ugly and you know it because their head looks like pointed on the top and they come through hell just to get in the world. Come on, somebody. Because the truth is deliverance ain't cute. And the problem is the church is looking for cute deliverance. But what you going to do when deliverance gets ugly? What are you going to do when it gets painful? What are you going to do when the contractions start? What are you going to do when you got to go through a season and say, God, even though it's not easy, we're going to birth this thing and we're going to get it out in the name of Jesus. Because deliverance can get ugly. Tell your neighbor deliverance ain't cute. Yeah, yeah, when the contractions start, when the pain starts coming. Come on now. Do you run? Do you quit? Do you say, well, I really don't want this baby. Too late. You should have thought of that a long time ago. That baby's coming. How many of you know when you're really pregnant, that baby is going to come? And maybe we're having contractions right now, and maybe the church is experiencing pain, but I've come to blow the trumpet in Zion and tell you that we will deliver the deliverer. Come on, we will see this thing through. So you start feeling contractions, right, ladies? And then your water breaks. What in the world? Water represents tears. We're living in a day when the problem with much of the church is her water has not broken. We are crying about the wrong things. We're crying because we didn't get this or didn't get that or our internet fell off or somebody talked about us. Or we're crying because this is not going the way we want it to go. Where is the church that will rise up and cry for revival? Where is the church that will weep for a breakthrough? Where is the church that will say, Lord, rend the heavens, but whatever you do, don't ignore us in this season. Come down and move in a mighty way. Is there anybody? Maybe you're a little bit desperate like me. Maybe you don't care what anybody thinks, but maybe you want to see a move of God. You want to see deliverance in our land. If that's you, come on and give him a mighty praise right now. We're crying over anything and everything. We've yet to cry over the most important thing, and that is hosting Emmanuel. Where's the church whose water will break? I say, Lord, break my water. Come on. Lord, let my heart be moved by what moves yours. Our water must break before we can birth deliverance. But the next thing that happens to a woman is this. She's got to readjust her breathing. Come on now. How many of you know women? Oh, y'all don't say it. I went to Lamaze classes with Pastor Dawn. We learned how to breathe together. She laid there and breathed, and I breathed right with her because you had to readjust your breathing. You had to breathe before you gave birth. You could not birth without breathing. 
Oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. You know what breath represents in the Bible? It represents the Holy Spirit. It represents the Holy Ghost of God. You see, we've got to have some breathing back in the church. Breath represents the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you, we won't birth deliverance without the Holy Ghost. We won't birth a move of God without the Holy Spirit. we we got to breathe. The church has got to encounter the Spirit of God. we got to breathe. I need a church that will breathe. Is there anybody ready to breathe? Are you ready to breathe? The problem is we got people trying to push who hadn't breathed. We got people trying to push and they spent no time with the Lord. Their water has not broken. They've not gone through the pains of contraction. They just want to birth it. They want it to be easy, but they have not breathed. But let me tell you, I haven't been through what I've been through. I haven't been through the pain of 2020 and the problem of this last season to stay where I'm at. I haven't felt the pains of contraction. I haven't cried the tears that I've cried. I haven't breathed the way I've breathed and prayed in the Holy Ghost and walked all over this building and declared people are coming back in the name of Jesus. We're going to see revival like we've never seen. I haven't gone through what I've gone through not to push. Come on somebody. I'm ready to push. I'm, I'm in a position now where I'm ready to push. Is there anybody ready to push? Okay, I got 12 people. Tell your neighbor, say push. Yeah, yeah, push past the pain. Push past the drama. Push past the year. Push past COVID-19. You'll never birth it until you push. Breathe. Hallelujah. Some of y'all just need to shund it in What's that? That's called the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You don't like that, there's more where that came from. You're in a Holy Ghost house. We've got the breath of God and we're not ashamed of it. I need somebody who's ready to push, open up your mouth and give God a praise right now. Tell your neighbor, push. Yo, yo, push him and say, push. Push till your child gets saved. Push till your season shifts. Push till revival breaks out. Push till coronavirus is gone and nobody talks about it anymore. Push until the house is full. Push, 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 push. It's not time to quit. It's time to push. Push through this season. Push through 2020. It's time to deliver deliverance. It's time. Church, it's time to push. I need some people right now. If you're willing to push with me, I want you to open your mouth and give God a mighty praise. Come on, if you're willing to push. Listen, I, 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 Jesus, Jesus shifted the world with 11. I believe we can change the world. A lot of churches, they've been telling me, I've been talking to pastors, they said they're about 30% back. Some have almost hit 50. Most Sundays, Calvary is around 60% all the way up to 78% back with our attendance. Now, the devil 
wants me to be discouraged about that. But I'm not going to be discouraged because I know the few empty seats we got, they're not going to stay empty forever because I'm going to push until every seat is full. I'm going to push until the lost are found. If you're ready to push, open up your mouth and push out of praise. No, that ain't going to do. I mean push it out. Push out some glory. Push out some thanksgiving. Push it out. So here we are now. We are in this season. We're 2020. Do you, my, my daughter used to watch the lamb chop. Remember that? The little lamb chop thing. And, and, and when it was over, this is the song that never ends. Yes, it goes on and on, my friend. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was, and they'll continue singing it forever just because it is a song that. <laughs> this is a year that will not end. Yes, it goes on and on, my friend. Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was, and they'll continue singing it forever just because it won't birth the deliverer. This season has an expiration date. Y'all, I said this season has an expiration date. I said this season is just about over. I came looking for some mama that's looking at that lost child and say, child, the season that you're in has an expiration date. God is about to shift this thing. We're about to birth deliverance. If you're ready, open up your mouth and give God a praise. Huh. This season that you've been in has an ex expiration date. What's your name? Anthony, I declare good things are coming your way. I declare the best is coming for you. You were sitting there nodding your head but asking yourself, could it really be for us? I declare it's for you, son. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel, the hero of the heroes, the greatest of the greats. The one who is with us in spite of us <laughs> for his long as it takes. Oh, you can sit here today or watch my live stream and act like, well, pastor, you know, it's, it's, it's me. I, I did it. No, you didn't. I didn't either. We only made it because he's been with us as long as it took. You better hear me. 
We will not birth deliverance without intimacy. So here's what I'm telling you. I want you to come together with me every time. And I want us to be intimate with the Lord. When you're at your house, when you have times with the Lord, intimacy is key. You won't birth deliverance until you get sick of a season. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the news. I'm sick of I'm sick of the drama. I'm sick of social media. I just want Jesus. I, I just want Jesus. That's that's what I want. I'm I'm sick of it. I'll tell you what else. We've got to break the cycle. The church has got to break the cycle. It's up to the church. You know how this thing is going to turn around? It's going to be the church. You know what's going to save the lost? It's going to be the church. And listen, honey, our water's got to break. We've got to breathe. It's time to push. The world is watching us. Heaven is tuning in. Here's the question. Will the church deliver the deliverer? Are you willing? Are you willing to say, God, whatever it takes, I want to deliver the deliverer. Whatever it takes, I want to be a person that has hope, that believes that you are going to make a way. I want to host Emmanuel. So everybody's standing. Hallelujah. Did you ever know that you're my hero? You're everything I would like to be. Jesus, I can fly higher than an eagle. When Christ is the wind beneath my wings. Did you ever know that you're my hero? I'll sing it a little bit. You're everything I would like to be. I can fly higher than an eagle. Christ is the wind beneath my wings. Did I ever tell you you're my hero? Jesus, you're everything, everything I wish I could be. We can fly higher than an eagle. Raise your hands and say, because Christ is the wind beneath our wings. Sing it, John. Sing it, son. Did you ever know you're You're everything. You're everything I hope to be. I can fly higher than an eagle. I can fly higher than an eagle. 
Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be a part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060, or you can give at calvaryfl.com give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also for you to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. Again, thank you for joining us.